never know what's up there. There he is! doing, Marv? Harry, don't move. Marv? Don't move. Marv, what are you doing? thoughts hello and welcome to the number one worldwide podcast extraordinaires uh we are mike and alex and alex and mike uh alex is also known as the great and wonderful uh he's also served in the united kingdom and uh the third most famous stand-up comedian in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm so popular in a place I've never been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I was going to say I was going to say Portland, Maine, but uh yeah. I Portland, thought, Kentucky. Uh <laughs> Is there a Portland, Kentucky? It wouldn't surprise me to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a London, there's a Paris. Yeah. Uh you know. New Belgium. New Belgium. New Belgium, Kentucky. Uh, yeah. there's a Versailles or Versailles. Oh yeah. Uh, all oh. hail. Oh yeah. Versailles. That's what I should have said. Versailles. Yeah. That would be more true. Uh I guarantee you there are more people in Versailles that have heard my stand up than in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we have any listeners in Portland, Oregon, to be honest. Probably not. I feel like we are too. We're just too. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. We're too, just too, too. And they are just <laughs> not, you know, I just, I yeah. feel like they would listen and then they would go. No, this is not something I could listen to while drinking a craft beer or two. And I'm telling you, it is. You're just not giving it a chance. No, this uh, is exactly what you listen to <laughs> while you're drinking craft beer. I know, but, you know, they listen to uh, German throat singing. Um, oh, that's, yeah, that's what, they, that's what they listen to in Portland, Oregon. Yes. It's just, you know, it's that whole thing. You know what I'm talking about. The land of um, the monks. Yeah. I, get it. I made that up. I don't even know if that's a real thing, but I might Google it later. 
Well, uh, speaking of craft beer, tonight yep. we're not drinking craft beer. <laughs> uh, yep. For a change, actually. Yeah. Uh, we're drinking Old Smokey's Tennessee Moonshine Blackberry Lemonade flavor. Mm, mm, mm. It's a moonshine cocktail in a can. I mean, you just can't get no better than that right there. Right. Um, Old Smoky Tennessee Moonshine Blackberry Lemonade Moonshine Cocktail made with Old Smoky's Moonshine. Why did I sound like I was about to do a commercial for him? Uh, it is 9% alcohol. Oh, uh, man. Moonshine. Have we ever even actually had moonshine on here? We have not. Ooh, so we're breaking in. Yeah, I have moonshine in the fridge that hasn't even been opened yet. Is it wink, wink, real moonshine, or is it like the store bought? It's Old Smokey's moonshine. Okay, Uh, I actually also have some moonshine that is legit. Amit, yeah, I feel like this is not the place to say you'd. Well, I don't know if it's illegal to have moonshine or if it's just illegal to make it. I feel like it's just illegal to make it. But anyway, I know. Yeah, so I've got some from, was it North Carolina I bought some from? Um, it was like a little, just a little small distillery, I think maybe in like Myrtle Beach area. Uh, and I bought a couple sample bottles literally for this podcast, and I've been waiting. I've been holding on to them. Uh for a good time to break them out yeah what was the exact name and number and location of the individual who sold you the moonshine well (laughs) no no this is legit moonshine i i've i've been offered uh mason jar moonshine let's let's call it that oh um that's a good name for it mason mason jar Jar, Yeah. yeah uh because actually ironically enough someone for whatever reason gave my 90 year old grandmother a jar of moonshine and like you know a fun thing about moonshine is like a lot like back in the day people bought moonshine off people but they didn't just use it for drinking like you can actually use it for a lot of different things like uh like cleaning agent like if you want to clean something you know clean your hands sanitizer if you want to a lot of people would do this clean engine parts yeah. instead of kerosene or something like that. You take a little bit of that moonshine, you know, you could even water it down a little bit, but probably not so much, but yeah, that moonshine will actually help take off grease and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, a lot of old school people used to get moonshine because it was probably cheaper than going down the street and buying kerosene or something like that. Or it was already handy. Yeah. Or, you know, they got the hookup or, you know, they got it in their backyard, whatever. But yeah, so whoever it was, it was like a friend of the family, which there's a million of them, basically just gave my grandmother moonshine. And my grandmother doesn't drink. Even back in the day, she didn't drink. Like, she's one of, like, as her saying was, when she always used to say, uh, when I drank NyQuil, I used to have to sleep with one foot on the floor. Oh, to shit. keep the room from spinning. Wow. Uh, so lightweight. <laughs> yeah. She's just, she talks, she's like, I just, she's like, I just can't drink. She's like, it just, I can't. She's like, it just gets to me. I, she might be allergic to it. Who knows? But, um, but she always told me a story about, I guess her dad having moonshine and putting like fruit in it. And like, she'd go in there and steal the fruit and then get nauseous off, off of it. 
I'm thinking that's probably what it was. Her is no. like a little kid going there, eating the fruit out of the jar, essentially getting drunk and then throwing up. Yeah. That's what it she's was. like. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, about this old Smokies, uh, Tennessee moonshine, blackberry lemonade, moonshine cocktail in a can. Yes. 9% alcohol. Yep. Eight, 18 proof. Gluten-free. Huh. I guess it is gluten-free. It says it on a can. It smells fruity. A little medicinally. Medicinal. All right. Well, let's taste it and see what it tastes like if it's All medicinal. Right. Getting late. Getting colder. You at the church. You holy roller. When you sing, your voice inspires. You're the best one in the choir. The other voices, they are monsters. You're an angel, they are monsters. And now you're leaving, and now I follow to your cabin down in the holler. There's a latch, but you forget it. Go to bed, but he ain't home yet. And so you're sitting, your candle burning. When I get to the door, your head is turning. And partly ginger and margin in, but there's trouble down at Cotton And boy, you love it, it won't be coming back again. You may be lonely now, but maybe I could be your friend. How do you do it? You so stoic, I saw the mess, and it was tragic. Dead a wailing, you will be owing if you don't get them tears a flowing. You too proud to let me see it, and I'll be here when you need it. Cause I won't go, I won't believe it, it wouldn't be Christian. With you grieving, what was that prayer that you quoted? Is that his gun? Does he keep it loaded? I don't pull that trigger. There ain't no hurry. And once again, I'm truly sorry. And part of the ginger with the margin in, but they're troubled down at After midnight, you ain't shot me. I must have did right. But if I'm quiet, and if I listen, I hear your heart sound like a piston. If you're gonna do it, 
One pull that trigger This love inside is getting bigger Made it hard to get your margin in But there's trouble down at cotton And the boy you love, it won't be coming back again You may be lonely now, but maybe I could be your friend You may be lonely now, but maybe I could be your friend You may be lonely now, but maybe I could be your friend What do you think, buddy? Mm. So I'm not really usually down for stuff like this in a can, but so this actually isn't bad. It's a lit, so it's light and bubbly. So I like that crisp, almost like a like a champagne cocktail or like a like a spritzer. But there, the lemonade gives it a tartness, which actually helps to balance out the sweetness. But I kind of wish it was just a little bit sweeter. Yeah. Oh, I got some and, and some sweetness. Yeah, like I need a little bit of sweetness more. But the blackberries do kind of give it like a unique flavor, but I don't know. I can tell it's not real blackberry. It's probably like a blackberry syrup or something. Right. Uh so that's where I'm getting the medicinally kind of What do you think you from. could uh what do you think you could add to this that would have natural sweet that would make it taste better other than just sugar? Um Maybe it's not like a fruit or something. Maybe some grenadine, maybe. Oh, like if I was if I was gonna mix it up in the bar kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, grenadine actually. Yeah, it wouldn't be bad. Just a little bit. Um, if you want to bump up the alcohol even more, maybe even a little Chambord. Mm. It's a raspberry liqueur actually, so it'll actually punch up that blackberry, probably mellow out the tart. And then add some of the sweetness to it. And you're going to take that 9% and just kick that away. And you're going to kick that bad boy up a little bit. Yeah. I like your style, buddy. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Uh, on a scale of, I don't know. We have no beer scale still. No, we, we don't. We still have no beer scale. How long, we've been doing this podcast for 27 fucking years and we still don't have a beer scale. We have yeah, a cocktail it, scale, no beer I feel scale. Like we, we need to have a beer scale from like a uh, college bro to um, like college bro, meaning because like it's beer and I feel like me and you will always drink the beer. Like we'll finish it, yeah, but we might not enjoy it. Or if that's the only thing in the fridge, we're like, well, this is going to go out. So college bro being the lowest form of beer and then upwards to, you know, all the way up to 10, which might be the about garage uh, beer, like garage beer should be the lowest. See, all right, here's what I'm thinking. College bro, college beer, or I'm sorry, college bro, garage beer. We'll put that at like middle. Okay. And then the top tier, we call it a lumberjack sniffer um, <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, people like hipsters that drink a lot of craft beers usually dress like lumberjacks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lumberjack sniffer. Yeah. That's the top tier because they That's have the a sniffer. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I say words without thinking them. Um, <laughs> I feel like 
college bro and then garage beer are uh, that's like one and then three it's not even yes. a five yeah so one three I'm trying to think what else is in between there like a seven what would be like yeah. a seven <laughs> an herbivescent ipa <laughs> yeah <laughs> herbal essence um, um is this even well is this even considered beer because it doesn't say it's beer it's just in no. a can it's a cocktail it says moonshine cocktail yeah i was gonna say it'd be more of a malted liquor but i don't even think it's that i think it is just literally a cocktail in a can that's car- been carbonated is it even carbonated i guess it is carbonated oh yeah it almost reminds me of those bud light seltzers that i have yeah no uh the ironically enough that's what i <laughs> i had one of those before the podcast i was sitting there like getting everything ready and i uh had a Bud Light seltzer lemon lime and I put a shot of tequila in it because I was curious to see if that actually tasted good. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah, dude. It sounds to me like on this podcast, we've discovered this episode specifically that pretty much everything tastes amazing with tequila in it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All you do is add some tequila. Yeah. And it's amazing. All right, so this is the second week of October, which means we are on to our second How to Survive in the series of How to Survive. And this week, we are talking about how to survive a home invasion. Home invasion. A home invasion. Now, I watched a couple movies to get prepared for this episode. I watched uh, The Strangers with Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler. Yeah. Excellent movie. I watched uh, Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I watched uh, Safe House. With uh, the chick from Safe House, or not Safe House, um, Safe Room. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I knew what you meant by that. I was, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. And I feel like after that, everyone's like, do you have a safe room? Yeah. Rich people have safe rooms, and you should. Even in, you should have a safe room. Yeah. Well, even like Batman, uh, or Dark Knight, the one with the Joker, uh, Heath Ledger, they. There was a scene where, like, they're in the penthouse, and then Bruce Wayne is going in there to change his Batman. And there was like the couple in his bedroom, like making out or doing it or whatever. And then, like, Bruce Wayne goes over the door and like rubs his thumb against something and opens up a secret. And she goes, "Oh my God, thank God you have a safe room." And then he goes in and closes the door behind him, and she's like, "Uh, whatever." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, safe room." That's right. And you're not invited. Yeah. <laughs> As it should be as it should be yeah all right dude if you had if you had the money and you had the house would you have a safe room uh yeah probably oh yeah i think i would yeah i think i that would be part of i think i would have an entire uh like bat cave of a safe room <laughs> yeah i think i would have like a a system within the house of like 
you know, every room, not every room, but like the main like bedrooms could have access to get down into it. If I was yeah. like a billionaire. Yeah. Like each, I was just talking to Jack about this the other day. Like when I'm, when I win the Powerball or Mega Millions, uh, I'm going to have, it's going to have like a secret, secret stairwell from any floor that'll go down to a sub level basement that'll have then a door there inside the sub level basement that you could then go into that and that would be the safe room yeah and it would have a tunnel going out a quarter mile that would (laughs) that would then come up to like somewhere safe that you could easily exit with you know an aston martin or something parked in there (laughs) now i will say there are I don't know if you want to call them safe rooms or bomb shelters or whatever, but I swear there was like, I saw this on the internet for a while. These people would come in and essentially bury in your yard, this giant like oblong looking thing that went under the ground, like 10 feet. And it was basically a room down there, but it was all like the enclosure was made out of like some kind of hard industrial plastic or something. And that, it came up and then it like went flush to the ground. Yeah. Then they have a door. Then you could like disguise it or do whatever you got to do, but it was outside or you could use it as like a root cellar or something like that. Yeah, man. There's all kinds of options out there online to yeah. check it out. Uh, uh, many, many different things. And yeah. that's all part of what I like to call three pigs in a blanket. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, all right, three pigs in a blanket. All right. The three pigs in the blanket or the three, the three pigs. Or <laughs> the three pigs, like the straw, yeah. the yeah. The so, sticks uh, and the bricks. So we have prevention, preparedness, and plans of action. Mm. On my three P's and how to survive a home invasion. You down with three P P? Well, I'm just a simple man who needs a simple pair of britches to handle my workload. That's why I rely on Dr. Brown's streak-resistant underwear. These cotton fibers are made from technologies. Some even say it's what the astronauts wear. So no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I don't care, because I'm wearing Dr. Brown's streak-resistant underwear. Now, I've I've, I've watched all these movies and uh i've i've watched 563 uh youtube videos on uh, this topic and three podcasts <laughs> so i have a master's degree in how to survive a home invasion now yeah first thing you want to do is uh maybe have some yard signs what do you think about that Interesting yard, yard signs that say things like uh, "Beware of dog" or uh, "Home," you know, secured by home security system, or "Smile, you're on camera," or ADT security outfit, or black black flag security, something something uh, pirates are us security. Yeah, or like uh, trespassers will be shot. Yeah, yeah. 
those are always <laughs> fun ones when I run on those. Right. Uh, guns don't kill people. I do sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are always. Uh, so the reason why you're going to have a sign is because when a, when a person is thinking about invading your home, they need to want to go into your home as opposed to your neighbor's house. Okay. And yeah. you have to make your house less attractive to the burglar than your neighbor's house. So basically like you, like it's same thing as a bear attack. You just have yeah. to be faster than the guy you're with. So I've got an idea for you. I don't know if you thought of this. So I watch a lot of, or I have in the past, a lot of American pickers. Oh yeah. And I love, I love junk. I'm a junk guy. I always have been. I can call me a hoarder if you want. Uh, I call myself a collector, um, but I've already, I've, I've got you. I've got you right here. Be that house with like three old Cadillacs and a Buick in the front yard. There's like remnants of like, uh, circus stuff and old rusted out bikes and like maybe a fountain that doesn't work and you know a, a, like maybe a 30s bathtub uh, yeah. all that in your front yard yeah and i guarantee you they're gonna pass that house up oh yeah a toilet with flowers growing out of it yes yeah yeah <laughs> like a dog chained to a pallet uh, <laughs> those telltale signs will they'll go yeah. mm, I'm good um, we love our Doberman sign yeah <laughs> uh, I feel like right there it's like game over um, yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be great if you're rich and you had like because like I'm sitting here thinking now like if I was super paranoid that's what my front lawn would look like and then you would go to my house and the outside would look like crap and then you go on the inside you're like oh my god yeah. Are you kidding me? They have a chocolate fountain at all times. Like that's wild. <laughs> Dude, they have two bidets in every bathroom. What the hell is the second one for? I don't know. Like oh. it'd be stupid, right? Well, because some people uh that aren't male have two holes. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> True. That's what, that's what the second bidet's for. <laughs> thank you for answering that because i just made it i was just like yeah two bidets screw it up i got the money uh, <laughs> you found a use yeah of course you always got your back man yeah yeah so this is preparation so preparation yeah make your house that was on my list too to hide your wealth oh okay so sorry so i didn't mean to perfect. jump ahead on you no that's okay that's perfect i mean i yeah. can go completely out of order i don't care yeah uh yeah so so that goes right into that with hide hide your wealth yeah um so we'll the next on the list would be uh an excessive amount of outdoor lighting mm, okay multiple floodlights neon lights uh, the XXX girl sign where she's like waving like yeah and the leg goes up in the air you know what I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're talking about get one of those cowboy waving neon lights yeah. like they have in Vegas yeah I'm gonna get this is gonna be an old school reference I'm gonna get a, a porky pig not porky the pig but from porky's the movie oh yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
That's perfect. Dude, I need a ton of, of uh, neon signs around yeah. my house. Uh, yeah. So many. So many. Um, next on my list uh, for prevention and preparedness, or no, prevention, prevention is know your neighbors. Know them well. Yeah. Introduce yourself to the neighbors. Uh, like, hey, John, my name's Mike. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? If you ever see somebody trying to break into my shit, uh, please let me know, and I'll do the same for you. I'm all over that one. I got to say that I'm me and uh, my wife are opposite end of the spectrum. And when it comes to this, I talk to everyone. And As then, like, I'm one should. of those people that like my like this is the difference between me and my wife and it's funny because she's like she's introverted but she does very well in social settings and talking and all that like socially right and the funny thing is i feel like i'm extroverted but sometimes i gotta like be coaxed out right yeah but i always never have a problem talking to strangers and everywhere we go my wife's like did you really have to talk to that old guy for like 20 minutes about, you know, about the civil war? I'm like, yeah, because we're just sitting here and I was just making conversation. Yeah. Uh, You're like, Hey, uh, guess what? Uh, guess what? Hey, 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 guess what? I have a podcast called soberless thoughts. Yeah. What do you think we do every week? (laughs) Yeah, basically. Well, I also talked to when we were living in, uh, apartment like i knew all the neighbors and i was friends with all the neighbors even yeah. the ones we hated i was yeah. still friendly with them yeah there was a there was two brothers that we couldn't stand but i was always like hey what's up man he goes hey what's up and then I just end up talking to him i'm just trying to like i was hoping that i wouldn't have to call the cops on the guy uh <laughs> yeah. uh because yeah they had some wild crap go down but anyway uh, dude, I got neighbors who just like their let their dog shit everywhere, and they don't ever clean it up ever, ever. And I got on the neighbors app, and uh, I asked to ask suggestions on how to deal with a situation, and a lot of people said a lot of gnarly shit that I could do to my neighbors. Yeah. Uh, as far as getting them back for letting them shit everywhere, letting their dog shit everywhere. Wait, do they shit on your lawn? Yeah. Oh, everywhere. The whole cul-de-sac, the whole cul-de-sac. And they live like the people I'm talking about live like two houses up from the cul-de-sac. Oh, they're assholes. Yeah. And they walk down to the cul-de-sac and shit in all the yards in the cul-de-sac. It's because it's not in front of their house. Oh, what a bunch of dingleberries. Yeah. And then leave it. But the problem is, like, I don't want to start a war with somebody who lives five houses away from me. Yes, you do. I don't. <laughs> I, I really don't. Come on, Griswold. Let's do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I really don't. No, and, I know. It, that sounds like it would suck in, yeah. in reality. Especially when they have two teenagers that live in that house. Oh, those dudes would. Yeah. No, they're two teenage girls. Okay. Even worse. Yeah. True. <laughs> So, and I'm not a teenager anymore, so I don't have the energy that they do to to fuck some shit up. 
because I'm yeah. sure that they have a lot of their little friends that they can go around and and make my life a fucking hell if they had to. And I just yeah. don't feel like doing that. I don't have time for that. I work full time. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got kids. I got a podcast. I don't have time for that. So I take their shit and I just throw it back in their yard and run away. I do it in the cover of nightfall. That way, no harm, no foul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I like your, your style. Yeah. So know your neighbors. Uh, next is next on my uh, prevention checklist is is to check your blind spots around the house. Mm. So uh, you're going to want to keep your as soon as the as soon as the light starts going down, the sun starts going down. You need to close your blinds and your shades and all your windows so people can't see in. That was part of the hide the wealth part that we skipped. Yeah, and uh, and then another part of that though is to walk around your house at nighttime and check for. Check for blind spots. Checks for spots where people can be hiding and staring in through the windows at, you know, if if the the neighbors have a tree in their backyard and from the backside of that tree, you can see right into the, your bathroom and your shower, you know, that's an issue. Mm-hmm. So things like that you need to be aware of. And then if you find a spot like that outside, have somebody stand in that spot and then you go inside and look out the window and see what you can see from there from that perspective i get you just so you know what your surrounding area is and then also once you're in that blind spot kind of check the ground for uh cigarette buds candy wrappers uh pizza crusts shit like that on occasion maybe once or twice a week just to see if anybody's been hiding out there spying on your family kind of case in the house yeah good advice right yeah no kidding uh, there's no re- there's a reason why i have a master's degree in home invasion preventative who <laughs> i see this home invasion prevention uh cle- keep your cl- mm, alcohol <laughs> <laughs> keep your house clear of vegetation and hiding spots that's another thing uh like i for example for example have a tree right next to my front door like a, this pine tree that if somebody wanted to they could just hide right behind when i go up to open my front door in the middle of the night especially if i don't have my front light on they could be hiding back behind that goddamn pine tree and jump out and try and give me a handy. That's, <laughs> that's the last thing that we need. Yeah. Right? So uh, as soon as I get a chance in a vehicle that's able, I'm going to rip that motherfucking pine tree right out of there. Also, uh, plant rose bushes in front of uh, first floor windows. Show ah. it, it with thorns on it. Okay. Yeah, that way uh, people can't try and break into your first floor windows. I mentioned having a dog. I prefer Dobermans. They seem to be good at eating people. 
Uh, solid doors, locks and windows, locks. Yeah. Solid doors and locks, deadbolts. We prefer deadbolts and door bars. Have you ever heard of a door bar? I mean, I feel like I've seen them. That's like the one that you put across the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think I feel like is excessive and I would probably never do it. But like people recommend it. I guess that's if you live in a shitty neighborhood. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like every time I've ever seen that happen, it's always been like, what's the password? <laughs> and then <Yeah>. they. <laughs> I do have a stick, though, in my sliding glass doors and my back door, though. Okay. So it's like a like a cut up, like a broom handle that was cut that I lay down in the track. To where even if you pick the lock of the sliding glass door, you still can't get the door open because the stick's blocking the door. Okay. So then you're just going to have to shatter the whole window. Yeah. And uh, then I'll know you're there. Another one is when you buy uh, new shit, like a big screen TV or a computer or something like that, uh, don't just throw your boxes out on the lawn on trash day. Fucking break those boxes down and hide them inside your garbage can. Why? So people don't know that you have that shit in the house. Oh, okay. I was like, center, like, are you worried about them hiding in it? Like, no, man. No. So you got a 70 inch flat screen TV box sitting out there and two new laptop Dell boxes sitting out there in the trash, just like just sitting in the yard waiting for the trash guy. Well, now a guy driving by looking to, for a place to break into knows you got a nice fucking big ass TV and a couple brand new laptops that he can break in and steal. Yeah. I got to say, I have always worried about that. Like, all right, the, the two times I bought. So one of my biggest purchases ever by myself was I bought a TV and the the box, I didn't even throw away. I actually kept it underneath my bed because I just didn't want to uh, deal with um, like putting it outside. And I was so freaked out about it that someone would see it. Um, and then another time that one broke, I uh, had to get like a new TV. And I got that one. I was like, all right, I got to throw one of these boxes away. And I ripped that thing up because I was afraid someone would see me come out of my house with that box and then go, I'm going to steal everything out of that dude's apartment. Yeah, man. Yeah. And people do that. Like uh, a couple of the a couple of the documentaries that I watched uh, about uh, being naked and afraid. Uh, uh, the burglars specifically talked about going around and looking on trash day for exactly that kind of shit i mean it makes sense it's smart on their half right uh the last thing on my prevention uh list is to never advertise being uh out of town or home alone on social media on social media I've heard that. Yeah, because that's a that's another thing. Like you don't know who 
uh, your friends are friends with on social media. I mean, that's true. Or uh, honestly, if the guy's casing your house, let's say he's sitting outside of your house, even just in a car, all you have to do is get the address. You can go down to the local uh, city hall, has all the information, who owns the house. Then all you got to do is Google that person or Facebook them. If they're on Facebook, ding, 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 we have a winner. And then you could then watch them unless they have their, you know, Facebook privatized. Then you could try to friend them or catfish them or whatever. Like, hey, hey, it's Tom. We hung out at the bar that one time. Yeah. Uh, Or whatever, you know, you're going to do. Dude, a lot of houses I've noticed uh, with my job that a lot of houses have the people's fucking names right on the front of the house. Yeah. Like, oh, the the Sandersons live right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then you walk outside and you're like, hey, if, especially if somebody's case in the house, right? Yeah. And you pretend that you're just like on a walk or whatever. And the dude's standing out in the front yard as you come walking down the sidewalk and you just introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Bill. Hey, man, I'm Bill. What's up, man? He was like, hey, I'm Tom. Oh, okay. Well, now you know the guy's name's Tom Sanderson. Yeah. Dude, it's that simple. Yeah. It it really is. Uh, I was actually going to say, and the funny thing is, I, I know that if you have a dog, people find you less threatening. Yeah. Uh, so if you were walking a dog around a neighborhood and you're, why am I telling people how to case a house? I just realized that, um, <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Uh, I just remember hearing that one time that people that have dogs when they're walking, it seem less threatening Yeah. and that people are more likely to talk to them and to divulge information like right. shit like that. Right. So what you do is you go to a neighborhood adjacent to the neighborhood that you're casing. You then steal a dog out of that neighborhood and then come back <laughs> and then come back to the neighborhood that you're casing and walk the dog in that neighborhood. Or here hey, I got one better for you, right? This is even more fucked up. Why are we doing this? Um you steal the dog. You, that house you're casing, you walk up to it, knock it on the door and go, hey, man, I just found this dog. Is this yours? No. Do you know who it is? Hey, my name is da-da-da. What's yours? Da-da-da-da-da-da. And then you like peek in their house like, wow, that's a PS5. Sweet. What are those new beats by Dre? Oh, mm. sweet. Um, you know, whatever you're looking for. <laughs> that's also another way that you could gain entry into the house. Mm-hmm is <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I had a whole list of ways that you can gain entry into the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't even think of that one, but that's yeah, a great I, one. That's yeah, a great I, one. I gotta be honest. I think a weird shit like that all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking of like, you know, uh, wearing a uniform, like a cop uniform or oh, totally like pretending to be a plumber or, uh, roofer or a salesman or electrician man but hey there was a power outage at a transformer we just need to come in and check a couple things make sure your alls didn't flip yep yep (laughs) dude or just a city worker yeah the whole list of things and especially if you just look like a blue collar guy yeah (laughs) like you and i in a uniform show up at the front door they're letting us in oh yeah 
with our big bright smiles and our kind <laughs> eyes. Hey, we're going to rob you blind. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's sad. Hey, Alex, you feeling okay? You know, Mike, I'm just not feeling fresh today. Did you get into some dirty strange? No, not that. Have you tried to shower? Yeah. Are you wearing a new pair of underwear? I've got two on. <laughs> Alex, I think that only leaves one thing. Tell me, Mike. I want to know. Have you tried the new Remington bidet? No, what's that? Well, it's a simple attachment that goes into your toilet bowl and it shoots an adjustable stream of fresh water that you can control with the Remington Bidet app on your smartphone. You're telling me it can get all those hard-to-reach places? That's exactly what I mean. Go try it for yourself, Alex. Well, gee golly, Mike, I sure feel fresh. I told you, it puts the rim in Remington. Now on to preparedness. Yeah. Uh, so to be prepared uh, fully and completely, first you need to, uh, one, own a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue there. Uh, I prefer a fifty caliber fully automatic machine gun. Um, <laughs> so that might be too much for some people to handle. Yeah. Uh, so... Also, a good one is to have like just a Glock or a nine millimeter that has, you know, 16 rounds and a clip. That way uh, you're not fucking around with, uh, you know, a six shooter trying to fucking wild, wild west somebody. You got to have plenty of ammunition. You don't think a shotgun? It's got a nice spread. As Bill Burr would say, it's got a nice spread. Dude, if you had, that's, I'm actually uh, thinking about investing in a good uh, pump action 12 gauge shotgun. Yeah. That I could like keep right in my living room. Yeah. Right, right there in the living room, hidden in like a secret compartment in the bookshelf. I mean, look, man, you can load a shot. God, why are we, uh, like, you know, you can get birdshot for a shotgun where it will, it'll, it'll maim, but it won't necessarily. I'm sure it could, depending on the circumstances, but like it will do less damage than blowing a hole through somebody. Uh, so, like, it would definitely get your point across without, uh, you know, slaying somebody as much. Uh, no, dude, if, if somebody's breaking into my house, I'm killing them. <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, here's the messed up part. Like you hear about people breaking in, then they get shot, and then they sue the person that shot them, and they win. Yeah, that's if they live. You have to make sure the person dies. <laughs> that's that is a a sad good point. <laughs> so is what that is. All right. So listen. Here's before I even go any further. I should have said this first. Yeah. The the main thing that you need to keep in mind when you want to survive a home invasion. Okay, yeah. If people are breaking into your house, a home invasion... Well, first, we need to define home invasion. A home burglary and a home invasion are two different things. A home burglary, which we've kind of been leaning more towards this whole time, is usually done during the day when nobody's at home between the hours of 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., according to the FBI. And it's nine times out of ten when nobody's in the house 
and they can go in without getting caught, without having to deal with any people, get their shit and get out. Yeah. Home invasions typically always occur at night when people are in the house and they are intentionally coming into the house at night to fuck with the people that are in there. I was going to say, so the difference is the material or the people. Yeah. The two things that are in a house. Uh, Right. So a home invasion is when people are home and the people are coming into the house uh, knowing that the people are home and it like burglary can be a part of it, but you have a lot of other aspects that go along with that, that they could be intent to kill intent to maim intent to uh, sexual assault, all that kind of thing. And that's typically what, when you say home invasion, what we're talking about. Okay. Uh, So with that in mind, uh, the main thing that you need to know when somebody is attempting a home invasion or has invaded your home in your home, you have to have a greater will to survive than their will to kill you. Okay. And that's what you have to keep in mind. No matter what, no matter the costs, your survival has to outweigh and your will to survive has to outweigh their will to take you out. That being said, kill the killers. Whatever they're going to do to you, you do it to them first. You have to have uh, booby traps. You have to have uh, Legos laid out on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. I prefer... uh, having spikes at the bottom of a chimney in case they try and come in that way. Yeah. Um, dude, there with my 50 caliber machine gun, you have to have what they call a uh, choke point where people come in. When they come into my house, you come in and you're immediately in like a hallway area. And that is a choke point where I can lay down a steady burst of fire that'll just light somebody up and they can't go one way. They can't go left or right. They're stuck right there. Yeah. So what I did was I harnessed my 50 caliber machine gun to the top of the steps right there inside the door. So once somebody comes in, the alarm goes off and it automatically sends down 50 shots of the 50 caliber machine gun right through in a big circular motion and just completely wipes out that entire area. Nobody's going to live through that. No, not at all. Next on the list is you need to practice using your gun. Well, yeah. What good is a gun if you don't practice it? If you don't know how to use it, right? True. Yeah. Right. Uh, Keep your gun in an easy-to-get-to location and load it at all times. I prefer strapped to my back. (laughs) That way, it doesn't matter what room I'm in. I have it at all times. Yeah. I feel like I've also been a part of 
like with that mentality. All right. So it's been no secret to this podcast, but I grew up working on a farm and yada, yada, yada. Uh, And my dad, my dad had a farm vehicle. And one time me and a bunch of people went out to the farm to shoot a bunch of ski and stuff like that college. Um, And I, I swear we almost got in trouble one time with that, keeping it loaded. Yeah. Now we were going out there and, uh, you know, a buddy of mine that was in the Marines, he had like an AR 15, uh, 22. Like, you know, we had a couple shotguns with us, like a pump action 12 gauge, like a newer one. And then I just brought what my dad kind of had lying around um, that were kind of like older stuff. Like I had a little 22 that was like, oh my God, it was like my great uncles or something. But I had a, a shotgun that was in the back of my dad's farm vehicle that I was driving and I'll never forget this, but this guy who I was with saw that behind the seat and he goes, cause he was like, Hey, what guns are you bringing? I'm like, I got this one and I got this one and I like pulled back the seat and there was that shotgun and I knew my dad kept it there at all times. And this guy, for whatever reason, reached over and grabbed that gun by the handle and started to pull the trigger. And I go, whoa, hey, don't do that. And the gun was pointed towards me and him. It was pointed towards the door, but we were in like, I don't know. We were in that direction. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. Like, And I remember like yelling at this guy at this gas station. He goes, whoa, man. All right, man. My bad. He goes, is that thing loaded? I was like, I don't know. Do you know? He goes, no. I was like, then why the would you pull the trigger right uh so we get out there and i immediately pull that gun out and i i just point it at the pond and i pull the trigger and fire it off and i look at that guy i'm like that's why that's why you don't just pull triggers yeah yeah but anyway that's gun safety yes yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah kids if kids are listening to this podcast turn this podcast off right now yeah Go tell your parents what you've been doing. You're in trouble. Yeah, you're grounded. You're grounded right now. Yeah, when I say kids, I mean 21-year-olds. Yeah, because 21-year-olds are fucking kids. Yes, they are. Uh, and They need to know gun safety. And they need to know gun safety if you're going to have a gun. Uh, yeah, so take a gun safety class. First of all, if you're going to own a gun, take a gun safety class, please. Please, for for fu- fucking sake for fuck's sake yeah know what the, know what you're fucking doing <laughs> uh, and that that's not a a lot of this is me joking around but that's not a joke like please for yeah. fuck's sake take a gun safety yeah. class if you're going to own a gun there's a lot of things we joke about this and very <laughs> horrific things we joke about but this one we're not joking uh i'm with you on that one yeah. uh <laughs> um all right, so next on my list, don't trust cops who come around asking questions because it's probably a burglar disguised as a cop, just like at the beginning of Home Alone. I feel like I'm torn on that one because uh, I've dealt with a lot of cops and they ask me a lot of questions every time. No, uh, when, they come, when they come to your house, they come specifically to your front door and just start asking questions like, <laughs> 
You going out of town sometime soon? Going oh, out- yeah. That that yeah. kind of questioning, hey, yes. Going out of town Not- for the holidays? Yeah. Yeah. Blase questioning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm with you. No, I've had cops show up and be like, where's this person? Uh- <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well yeah. It was something like that. And then you yeah. tell them, yeah, well, they're over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not in my family we're like ah, i haven't seen him in weeks he was here like five minutes before he got here yeah, I'm like, um, i don't even know who you're talking about yeah oh he's my cousin i didn't know that we're related yeah, shut up i'm related yeah. to that guy hell yeah do you do you have his number i'd like to get a hold of him yeah can we be friends on facebook <laughs> <laughs> all right so one of the things that uh, was on my list of ways to get into a house that you need to be careful of is somebody coming to your door, which I feel like this doesn't even really exist anymore, but somebody coming to your door like, hey, I broke down. Can I use your phone? Like shit like that. Yeah. Which I've actually done in the past. Like I broke down on this like back country road one day, my car or actually I ran out of gas. And I just like walked up to this farmhouse in the middle of nowhere and was like, hey, uh, this is back before cell phones. And I'm like, hey, I I ran out of gas like down on the main street outside of your house. Uh, you guys wouldn't happen to have any gas in a can, would you? Or be able to give me a ride to a gas station or help me out somehow, please. <laughs> and luckily for me, it was this older couple. And the old man was like, oh, yeah, I got gas in the gas can in the garage. Let me go get it. And went and got this whole big, like, five-gallon gas can and fucking hauled that shit all the way down to my car for me. Had I been a home invasion guy, (laughs) they would have let me right into their house. Yeah. They, like, had – they opened the door right up. She, like, immediately poured me a glass of sweet tea, like (laughs) – (laughs) see it's funny it's like it's like generational and like you want to be nice but who the hell are you and then like i don't know like we we've lost that of people like i don't know like you always hear about like traveling like historically like people like traveling and they just would like walk up to people's houses and like hey i'm traveling i'm going to here could i sleep in your barn could i work you know a half day's work just to sleep there and some food and people are like yeah sure like come on like nowadays we're like no no no. i don't know you i don't know what your plans are get the hell away from me Uh, (laughs) uh but it's like I don't know. It's it's like a, I don't know. And I, th- I felt like that's like the old school thing. And it was nice. And like you need it sometimes. But at the same time, there are crazy ass people out there. Oh, yeah. Dude, I just had an, a great idea for a horror movie. Yeah. A guy's trying to do exactly what I just said. But he's a home invasion guy, right? Mm-hmm. Goes up to this house, this old farmhouse older couple retired age you know 70s yeah there he's like oh easy mark right they let him right in fucking make him a sweet tea you know and 
he like goes to do his burglary home invasion like take over the house like pull a gun on them or some shit but they turn out to be like these psychopath fucking old people i know i knew that's where you're going with this yeah. i was like yes like they poison they they drug the sweet tea yeah and he's fu- now he is fucked and like the whole rest of the movie is like them torturing his ass and yeah. shit and he's like him trying to get away yeah yeah <laughs> And them saying creepy shit. (laughs) I like that. These old people are fucking just, they're just waiting for somebody to come up. They're like, oh, it's our lucky day. (laughs) Oh, we haven't had this much fun since 75. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, shit. You need to have dancing decoys in their windows. (laughs) 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 and ready at all times yeah i was just scrolling through my list and saw that like oh shit i forgot to mention that yeah need to have the dancing decoys in the windows um if somebody calls you calls your phone while you're at the house and they ask you if you've checked the children you should immediately leave the house without checking the children and call 911. Okay. <laughs> because, because you know why. Yeah. So, in the same vein as uh, when a stranger calls, you need to always make sure you know exactly. Who's laying underneath those covers before you climb into bed with them? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because there is a chance that they have already made it into your house, killed your spouse, and are now pretending to be your spouse laying underneath the covers completely. And who the fuck lays completely underneath the covers? Like from the tip of the head all the way to the tip of the toes. I mean, well, okay. My wife kind of does, but she leaves one foot out at times. But her whole head's under the covers? Sometimes. Not all the time. It's got to be pretty damn cold. Usually, I have to be asleep with the fan on and the you know the temperature is like 65 degrees or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, one of the best things you could do, at least for me, was be is to get in and then just give her or him a little pat on the butt. And if you feel any gelatinous movement that is unfamiliar, if you're an ass slapper like me, then you'll know that this person is not who I normally lay down with. Yeah, man. Or just take it one step further. Make sure you have a good heart on before you get in bed. <laughs> And just kind of rub it in between the cheeks. Yeah. Just fucking start (laughs) shoving it right up there in between the cheeks. Like, hey. And, uh, you know, that you will instantly know whether or not that's your spouse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you said (laughs) earlier. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) All right, and uh, so uh, the the third and final P is plan of action. Uh-huh. Okay. 
and you need to have an escape plan is basically what the plan of action is. Uh, some some uh, specialists say that you should have two exits from any room in the house, which I personally feel like is completely impossible. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have... I have several rooms in my house that only have one possible exit. Like no windows, no nothing? Yeah, dude. Yeah, like my bathroom, a.k.a. Paradise. Yeah. Like there's one door in, one door out, no bathrooms. True. I think they're talking about like main areas. Like, I mean, you're in like your basement, for instance. Like if they're not in the basement, but they're coming towards the basement, you technically have two ways of exiting. Upstairs or downstairs, but they would be coming from one of those directions. Yeah, I would have to go out a window or like yeah. run out through the garage or like run into one of the other rooms that has a window, like the laundry room. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think booby traps is the way to go. Booby traps. Thumb screaming. I think we could come up. I think together we could come up with some pretty fucking awesome booby traps. Yeah. Dude, when I watched, when I rewatched Home Alone again this week to prepare for this episode, uh, yeah. there was some booby traps in there that I completely forgot about that are fucking genius. Like, especially if it's really cold out, like the way he just sprayed water all over the steps. The just oh, yeah. It's completely the ones that isolated. went downstairs. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and like tarred the other steps and put the nail there. Yeah. Oh, man. I seen this video of, it was like a clip from a movie that I never heard of. And like the guy had like a shotgun, like a string tied to a shotgun. And the people came into the house and like pushed open a door and it like blew their whole fucking head off. Am, and I've also seen. Uh, there used to be a TV show on that was called like the safest house, safest houses in America, or something. Uh huh. And it was only like one season, and it was like all these really rich people, and they're basically showing off like their overly excessive. Uh, security systems in their houses and like they all had like different types of booby traps like that like electrocution traps and all kinds of crazy shit and uh and then i was reading that they only had the one season because people found out where these houses were and like it was (laughs) and they made it like a game where they were like seeing if they could break into the house that was on the safest house in America show. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Like how fucked up is that? That's like, wild. Like, Oh, hold my beer. I accept yeah. the challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, on top of that, like they just showed you all of the shit. Like, yeah. Like you just got the keys, like the background to it. Like, if anyone with half a brain could sit there and figure out like, well, the pointy entries this way because they got that shit like, right. And then like, that was the whole, like the, one of the main things that 
was part of the prevention was don't advertise your shit. And if you have an entire tele, an entire episode of a television show that did nothing but advertise your fucking house. Yeah. You know, it's like, God, okay. And that's what people saw and looked at and was like, all right, game. Let's try this shit. Game on. Yeah. (laughs) But there's been several TV shows like that where one of my favorite ones was with there. It was like an ex-con and he was like, uh, he would just like randomly go into an affluent neighborhood and like case out a house and like he's being televised the whole time and he'd be talking about like this is exactly how i did it and he'd case out a house and then the person would leave to go to the grocery store go do whatever sometimes they were still in the house just like working in their office and he would break right into the house and steal a fucking shit ton of stuff out of the house and then when the people would come home or when they'd finally figure out that, you know, they got robbed, then, you know, the dude and the producers or whatever would come knock on the door and be like, Hey, I'm so-and-so this is a game, a show called blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, we just robbed your house. <laughs> like, and then they all like show them the footage of the guy doing it. And like, and then that the whole thing was, you know, you need to learn how to better protect yourself from burglaries and these kinds of things. And he would like then go in and like, you know, redo their landscape and do all this other shit to where, okay, now you're better protected. If somebody tries to break into your house, I remember watching this. I don't remember. Uh, I was real messed up one time hanging out with a buddy. Um, and I remember the only thing I remember of the night is watching this thing about people robbing houses. Like he was passed out next to me. Right. And I was watching this and it was like literally about how like security systems are not that secure because most of the security boxes are located within like a 15 second window to get to. So if you knew what you were doing, you could bust through someone's front door, get to, usually it's a closet located within the first, you know, 10, 15 feet of the front door because security uh, people are kind of lazy when they install this shit. They go, well, I don't want to have to walk all the way downstairs every time I come to this house. So they will install like the master box or whatever in a closet or yada, yada. So like if the people that knew that or worked with it, they could literally go in, go into that closet. And then they knew how to rewire it where it would send like an empty signal immediately so it would turn the security system off so then like that was null and void Mm. and if that's your only line of defense then yeah then it's just open game to whatever the hell people are doing right yeah yeah i think the show i was talking about only lasted like it also only lasted like one season and too many people called complaining uh to the network because he was basically giving step-by-step instructions on the how to break into somebody's house and yeah. steal their shit. The flip side of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was. I don't know if this is the same show or if it was different. Like 
the like I can't even explain to you because the night was such a blur. Uh, it's one of those like I'm watching it. That dude's asleep. I'm just co- trying to be coherent. I think I even tried to throw up that night. Uh, like it, <laughs> it was, it was a wild night. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's what that tattoo's from. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, it was with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you nailed that one on the head. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, so, uh, yeah. So also on my list that I didn't get to earlier was, uh, buy stabbing knives and have them hidden throughout the house. <laughs> like they're specific, especially if you don't own a gun, uh, there's specific knives that you can buy that are specially made for stabbing people. <laughs> it's funny because when <laughs> we lived in an apartment, my dad gave me a uh, a pocket knife, like packet of like eight, but they were very well built knives. Like I still use a couple and I had those things scattered all over the house. Yeah. Like I had one in the kitchen, one in the living room, like anywhere where I would be in arm's length, there was a pocket knife with a decent blade and serrated knife that I could pull out. Yeah, man. And I swear it was for that reason. Yeah. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you, that's, that's a fucking, uh, you need to have that in a katana. So. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't have that to my collection, so somewhere it's preferably in a living room where you have a good amount of area to swing it i got nunchucks whatever i'm cool you got nunchucks <laughs> dude that's even better uh, yeah right i have brass knuckles that i keep right next to my pillow every night hills to the yeah i can, i mean i will lay some pipe with my <laughs> <laughs> will you now that was a that was a that was the wrong uh Analogy. Wrong analogy. You know, I like it. Hey, keep going. <laughs> then what happened? <laughs> that brass pipe. Yeah, you did. Laying that brass pipe. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So uh, that that's it. Other than uh, you know, uh, if somebody's going to try and kill you. Uh, what's the best way to uh, not get killed is to kill them first. Yeah. Always fight back. That's right. Always fight. Never give up. Yeah. Never uh, submit. Never submit. Um, unless, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like if a guy tried to come in and rape me, I would rape him. I would, I, yeah. I would, I would come on to him. Yeah. Oh, is that all you got? I'll show you what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, can you, can you fuck me harder? Can you fuck me harder? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that all you got? Fucking put some <laughs> hip into it. Come yeah. On. Jesus. Come uh, on. Give it to uh, me. I mean, yeah. Like at least make it worth my while. Yeah. At least make me remember this. Right. <laughs> Dude, I swear rip me open daddy he he would just go like his whole like dude I just he'd be in therapy like dude I was in there doing my thing 
And then he was talking shit. And it just, it really got to me that night, man. Yeah. Wasn't as rapey as I usually am. Is that, but do you think that, so I was really hoping to get a female on the podcast tonight to and see if like that would be something that they would be like if it's life or death and they're getting off on the whole like you're trying to fight back thing yeah like would that be something that could potentially save your life it could i've I've actually I, I don't know if this is true or not but i feel like i've heard belittling the person because it's all about power is actually if you can do it correctly will actually like demotivate them or the momentum will hit a staggering point where they're like like it's not what they wanted or you know in picture or whatever yeah well i mean i wasn't even talking about belittling just like trying to seduce them back well the the, no that's def like that's part of it because the whole part of that would be the allure of like you're going to do it even though you don't want it kind of thing. Right. So if you started to do that, it probably would freak them out. And I mean, some of them, I'm not saying all, I'm not saying that's a foolproof plan, but I mean, if you're in the, if, if you're in the moment, fuck it, give it a try. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to work, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. If you can't get away. Yeah. If you can't get away, if you, if yeah. they, if you can't overpower them physically, dude, I know girls that dude, if you tried to rape your wife, she would kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know <laughs> it would. It, yeah. It, it would be a rough day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you would be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, like, there's certain girls that, uh, you know, can fight back. And if you can oh, fight sure. back, if you can fight back, fight back. If you can't fight back, if you're like, uh, you know, Megan Fox, and you weigh a hundred pounds, and uh, they're trying to just come in into. If you're not the Megan Fox from Jennifer's body and you can like detach your jaw yeah, and like eat them somehow. Or if you're the, uh, I know not everyone's <laughs> going to know this reference. If you're not the goddess from uh, American gods that can absorb a whole human into her vagina. Oh um, yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's some crazy shit. If you ever get bored and want to look that up, Jesus uh, American gods. Yeah. It's a good TV show. Look it up crazy shit uh, <laughs> or maybe you're like rogue from x-men <laughs> yeah like that's when that shit comes in handy yeah yeah no, ain't nobody raping rogue yeah no <laughs> not even crossing their mind <laughs> never never yeah. ever ever you know what a washcloth is you know what a loofah is you even know what a fupa is but agmo industries presents the bufa a cleaning sponge made from 100 percent all natural organic back hair yes i said it back hair this coarse material helps to exfoliate and gets rid of dry dead skin we go to our local day spa and acquire the best hair to give you the better quality product so if you want to take your shower to the next level you get the bufa hey mike what else can it be used for? 
Have you ever heard of daddy issues? So, Alex, if somebody broke into your house, do you think you'd be able to survive? I think so, because I am way too paranoid of a person not to have a lot of those things already implemented in my house. Have you ever heard a noise late at night and then got up and went and investigated the house? Oh, yeah. All the time. By yourself? Yeah. Did you take a weapon with you when you did this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Was it nunchucks? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> I almost feel like if I bro- broke into a house and the people were actually home and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't realize somebody was home. And then the person came into the living room with fucking nunchucks. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, I done fucked up. Yeah. No. (laughs) You don't fuck with nunchucks. No, man. Never. Oh. I got to get me a pair of nunchucks. I know. That's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, damn, I haven't had a pair since 95 when they were like foam. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got to start practicing. Yeah. They were a uh, Michelangelo. <laughs> no yeah, trucks. exactly. I think I'm going to trade in. No, I won't trade in. I'll add nunchucks to my, to my collection of weapons to have when I go to investigate the house. Hell yeah. Along with my shot off, sawed off shotgun. Yeah. That I'm going to buy here soon. <laughs> I want to yeah. get one that has like, you can put like some of them you can put like a fucking dozen bullets in a dozen slugs in or like nine or something yeah they have those like extended clips or whatever yeah and fucking that would be badass yeah fuck yeah you're gonna do a lot of drywall later but yeah fuck yeah oh but somebody's Uh, gonna die (laughs) yeah everyone (laughs) the the rats in the walls like everybody everybody's dead (laughs) yeah (laughs) and that was the other thing is make sure if you're going to shoot an intruder make sure you kill them yeah make sure you finish the job so they can't come back and see you later yeah right and but make sure they're an intruder uh oh yeah yeah oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i just had to said that because we've been talking about that all right let me just say this because yeah Know who has keys to your house. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. My my brother used to have keys in my apartment and would just show up at like seven in the morning and would be sitting at my kitchen table on the laptop and I would wake up like, holy shit, somebody's here. <laughs> and I'd go in there and it's my brother sitting at the kitchen table doing his little internet shit. Yeah. I used to forget that I had uh, my son over on the weekend <laughs> sometimes and yeah. he would and I would hear noises down actually this just happened last weekend we were sitting in the living room and he'd already been in bed for like two hours and uh, the wife and I are sitting in the living room watching a movie or something and all of a sudden we hear some like movement going on downstairs and she looks at me like what was that like somebody's fucking downstairs yeah and like I'd jumped up thinking oh shit somebody's downstairs and then we just both hit us at the same time like well yeah no shit somebody's downstairs 
<laughs> the kids downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure it's an intruder. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky for me, I'm living in my parents' house. So there's like five people in this damn house. So. Oh, yeah. So there's always somebody. Yeah. Someone's always home. Ain't yeah. nobody here alone. Yeah. We, we got a dog. It's a 200 pound Rottweiler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And I have my 50 caliber machine gun posted up right inside my door. That's right. Uh, ain't nobody coming into my house. You know, a just side note. Yeah. Just real quick. I got to tell you a story. I one time found a phone outside of my apartment when I was living by myself. And I got on the phone. And I looked up on that dude's Facebook and I realized who it was. It was a guy that lived one apartment down, one apartment over um, in our little breezeway. And I went over there to his house and I knocked on the door. Right. And I've got like a hoodie on because it's cold out. And I'm sitting at his door, like knocking on it. And I see someone because I don't know if you know this, but if there's lights on in the apartment and someone looks through the peephole, you can see that someone's looking through the peephole yeah. because it goes black. Yeah, right? it blocks it out. So I'm like, okay, someone's there. They don't do anything. They don't open the door. They don't do anything. I'm like, okay, that's fucking weird. So I knock again. Now I hear some dogs barking at the same time, and there's two of them. And I'm like, okay. And once again, nothing happens. And I'm just standing there like, what the fuck is the deal? Well, because I knocked the second time, the person inside takes the dogs and puts them in a separate room because I hear their mouths being muffled. Yeah. And then I, and I look, I could see them look back at the peephole. I'm like, okay, so they just separated the dogs from themselves, put them in a separate room, and now they're alone. Now, I tell you this because I left and then I came back later. Oh, and they like, never opened the door? They never opened the door. Okay. Right. So the next day, I I feel like I, I see that guy go into his apartment. I go down there. I knock on the door. He opens up. I go, hey, what's up, man? He goes, hey, what's what's going on? Who are you? Like, uh, you know, that kind of shit. I'm like, hey, I live over here. I found your phone. I literally parked my car over here, and I saw it in the grass, picked it up, looked at Facebook, realized it was you, noticed, like recognized you from the Facebook post that you lived here, Figured you were missing this. He goes, oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. He goes, yeah, sorry about that. That was my wife. It was like, uh, he was like, yeah, sorry. I know you knocked on the door. My wife was home, but she didn't know you. She didn't want to answer the door. And then I looked at him and goes, yeah, man, I, I know. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, how did you know? I was like, well, she wouldn't answer the door, but tell your wife not to separate herself from the dogs. <sighs> And he, yeah. he goes, what? I go, yeah, man. I was like, if I was an actual threat and I broke down the door, I was like, she took her dogs and put them in another room. Like you just made it easier for whoever, if they were trying to track. And he looked at me like, what the fuck are you trying to say? Yeah. I'm like, no, man, I'm trying to help you out here. Yeah. I'm like, you literally, like your wife literally did it because it is a nuisance. No, leave those dogs in front of the door barking because whoever's trying to intrude is not going to if they have to fight two fucking dogs. Oh, for sure. I was like, but she took them in another room, locked them up because they're, you know, their barks got muffled. Right. And then I could see she was in the room. 
<laughs> but it was just so funny that he looked at me like, are you crazy? Like, what's going on? I'm like, no, no, I'm just paranoid. I'm just trying to help you out. Here's your phone. Have a good day. Go fuck yourself. And then just kind of moved on. But I just always thought that was funny. I was like, I'm trying to help them in the future. And they're looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, man. Because you know why? Because they uh, didn't hear it on a podcast. Exactly. And because you're telling them face to face, uh, they will never accept that. No, they won't. But if you said, hey, uh, we have a podcast called Soberless Thoughts, and it's called uh, How to Survive a Home Invasion, and you'll hear excellent advice, and it could be you telling them the exact same story, the exact same advice, and Mm -hmm. because they heard it on the podcast, it now... uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but because we have a podcast, we are now authority figures uh, for <laughs> mankind. That's right. And uh, because we are the authority figures for mankind, now that we have uh, this podcast that's been running for 27 years now, yep. um, they will do that in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. They will yep. always leave the dogs out. Always. Who let the dogs out? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, if if uh, if you're wanting to know what we're going to be talking about next week and what we're going to be surviving, uh, lay it on. Lay it on to the people because they've been waiting this entire episode to know what Alex is going to have us surviving next week. We are going to survive the boogeyman. Yeah, that's right. The boogeyman, people. Uh, the thing that you're afraid of as a kid, afraid as an adult, hell, you're afraid of now. Um, it is the ever knowing and all being the boogeyman. I mean, what more of a frightening thing could there be than the boogeyman? The motherfucking boogeyman. Yeah. Oh, all right. So uh, if you're looking for us on uh, social media, you can find us on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Soberless Thoughts. You can find us on Twitter at Think Soberless or just search Soberless Thoughts. You can send us emails. You can email us literally anything you want at SoberlessThoughts at gmail.com. You can check out our website at SoberlessThoughts.com. Or you can find us like literally anywhere that they – uh the existence of podcasts is we are there just search serverless thoughts google just fucking google serverless thoughts or alex gorley or mike odenbeck and serverless yeah. thoughts will pop up you damn right uh we because we are the authority figures of mankind uh <laughs> with yeah. serverless thoughts um so do all of those things and uh and we uh have no um budget for advertisement on this podcast uh so it's all word of mouth so let your drunk cousin know your drunk uncles know uh the girl who you're having a one night stand with tonight let her know that you need to listen to soberless thoughts you damn right especially if you want to know how to survive uh the boogeyman you're damn right. Or, or Frankenstein or a home invasion. Yeah. All of those things. So yep. uh, let them know that this is the place to go for all of their how to survive needs. 
in the month of October. <laughs> and look, like after October, we've got shit going on constantly all year. Like I said, we've been doing this for 27 years. We've been at this. Yeah, we're uh, old pros at this point. Yeah, so so you can go back in the catalog of 463,000 episodes that we've done. They're all online, all free. Hey, you get your money's worth with this podcast. <laughs> and not a dime less. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Alex, <laughs> what, what do we say when we get the fuck on out of here? We like to say, when you're in the skillet, you need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. Say I'm only out at night. Maybe those folks might have got it right. And some people say I drive a Cadillac car or sell my wares hunting hotel bars. I'm the bogeyman.